What if I told you your legacy would wind up being in the water bucket? Hey folks, I'm here again tonight with George Belsky, and we wanted to follow up on a recent article he wrote entitled, Our Legacies Are in the Water Bucket. And you can find a link to that article in the show notes below. I got two main takeaways from his article. One was the importance of paying it forward. And the second was the immutable fact that we are all replaceable when we retire. George, would love to hear your thoughts on this. You know, I first heard that from one of my instructors in the first police academy I was in. And um, of course, I was a rookie just starting out. It was kind of like, yeah, whatever, right? Um, but then, uh, where, when it really struck home, right. That quote from, uh, Ridgeway that if you're being in the field, uh, so important, uh, stick your hand in a bucket of water up to your wrist. And when you pull it out, the hole you left behind is about how much you're going to be missed. Um, really hit home for me was, uh, when I was driving home from my retirement party, and I had a voicemail from our friend, uh, Frank Rogers. And uh, the message was simple, and it said this. And he said, hey, George, it's Frank. I want to be the first guy to welcome you to the society of people who used to be somebody. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it was, it was absolutely perfect because, you know, here I was one day, um, the special agent in charge of the Newark field division. I got agents, I got cops, I got prosecutors on the phone. I got all that stuff. And the next day there's nothing. And, right? and, don't, and don't forget, but, people laugh after you joke too with the boss, when you're the boss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People thought I was really funny when, uh, I was, uh, giving them stuff. Um, but but then you go away and it stops. Well, the field division's still there. The organization is still rolling on. I Somebody else is in my chair. So that got me to think uh, about a couple of things. One, what are we doing and did I personally do enough for the man or woman who's going to fill my chair? Not specifically who they were because I had no idea who that was going to be. But was I training my replacement? Was I training them to be better than I was? Did I give them the education, the training, the experience, the guidance um, that they needed to to now fill into that spot so that the the agents doing the work don't suffer because there's a new boss in charge and they're kind of a nitwit? And so there was that angle of it. Uh, there was the angle of how do I deal with it uh, from a personal level of, hey, you used to be in the game and now you're not. To your point of pay it forward, um, Stephen Pressfield, the author, did a great series on this when he talked about moving from uh, the warrior archetype, the guardian archetype into the sage, right? How do, how do we give it back? How do we keep contributing when our, when our time on, on center stage is done? So there's that angle of it. And what really clicked for me 
was uh, the weekend before I wrote that article, I had gone to a retirement party for uh, an ATF agent um, who retired as mm -hmm. what we call a journeyman street 13, GS 13 street level agent. But he was a phenomenal case producer. Um, this particular agent was an incredible undercover agent. Um, and what I, what I got from that was it's easy for bosses to be replaced. It, it, it's relatively easy. Um, when you retired as the deputy superintendent, the, the guys making cases, they, they may have known you, you were gone, but they're still making cases. Right. When when I left ATF as as the special agent in charge, my case producers were still producing cases. It doesn't matter who sits in that chair. Those those guys and gals, they're gonna make cases. And when they leave, that's where we start to see the the big ripples because now there's a really huge brain drain that happens. And who's gonna take their shoes? You know, so that that's what that article meant to me uh, in those three different perspectives. And it's really a simple thought, right? Hey, you pull your hand out of a bucket of water. <laughs> it's a lot more deeper than the organization's going to keep going, right? Uh, did, did you feel any of that when uh, you absolutely. left the, the um, state police? And that's the way it's supposed to work. No agency should rest on one individual. Now, if a leader of an agency tries to set things up that way, the organizational health of that agency will at some time or another be in peril. And, and George, to your point, as a leader, you need to be continually thinking of succession planning for not just your office, but the larger organization in general. Now, we may not be able to pick specifically who's in tomorrow's leadership positions, but we can sure as heck influence tomorrow's leaders today through mentoring, training, or other career development opportunities. Now, that's what paying it forward is. That's what people remember when you run into them on the street, the supermarket, uh, working out. Nothing warms my heart more than to see people that are in leadership positions today within the organization that, you came, that I came from that in some small way or another, I had the opportunity to maybe inspire, train, uh, provide a career opportunity that uh, maybe help them along in their career. That is, and look, for myself, that's what I remember. I can close my eyes today and I can remember those leaders that, whatever it was, whether it was a conversation, whether it was sending me to uh, a school or a training, whether it's having that tough conversation, I remember those folks. <clears throat> When they were doing that, they were paying it forward. So when you're in a leadership position today, you can certainly be paying it forward tomorrow to inspire the future leaders. Yeah. When when you look at an, uh, an artisan uh, from one of the trades, carpentry, metalworking, uh, even, you know, guys who do electrical work and plumbers and stuff, when those guys finish a job, they're leaving something behind that you can see, right? It it's you can see the piece of cabinetry, you can see the house, you can see the you can see all that stuff. But as as leaders were in the people business, and that's really like you like you said, the only way to see 
what you've done is to see who you've mentored and trained, coached, and lead and led over the years, how they move on. So to me, <laughs> that's that's the legacy, right? Did did I treat people right uh, and well enough? That platinum rule, right? Uh, treating others the way they want to be treated. Did I do that enough that they're now doing it and they're now doing it and they're now doing it? You know, um, you remember that old uh, Clairol commercial? Uh, and you probably don't. And I remember this. It's uh, they used this product and they told two friends and then they told two friends and then they told two friends. And pretty soon you have this uh, span of, uh, of control that's way wide. I think if we do the leadership thing right, they'll tell two friends, uh, you know, you'll develop two leaders who develop two leaders who develop two leaders who develop two leaders. And uh, look, I and, and that's where it goes. I agree. And, you know, this, At least this I notion so. of being able to inspire <laughs> the future is that's the legacy. Um, and you, know, you might not for your own ego, maybe you don't get to enjoy it as much. But that's really what we're here for as leaders, right? Is to inspire the next generation. And that's the real legacy. Um, so with that said, what advice do you have for aspiring leaders in this realm? Number one, um, have a plan, right? Uh, whether it's a concrete, hey, if I'm not in the office, pull out this three ring binder. <laughs> I'm old enough that three ring binders are a thing. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's an, uh, a thumb drive or whatever. Here's the go by. Here's how you do everything. Here's who you talk to. Here's you leave the go by. Number one. Um, number two. Realize it's going to come. Whether whether you climb high in the agency or you stay at that journeyman um, artisan level. Of doing of doing the work, realize at some point we all hang it up, and there's other things that we can do uh, so that we still have meaning in our lives. Uh, I think that that lack of purpose really gets guys and ladies when they leave the profession because we pour our heart and souls in it, and then you're done, right? Um, so. Those two things, but number three, make sure you're developing the bench. Develop the bench. There's no, there's no excuse for an organization not to have a strong bench. You know, I, I think those, I think those are good. Hey George, as we come to a close on this short, I wanted to let you know I really like the way you ended your article. Uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil anyone's read, and, and I suggest, folks, you, you, go, you go check out his article. We'll leave the link below. But I wanted to uh, tease out a couple of sentences from your conclusion, George, because they inspired me. The first was uh, how you describe whether you're at the top of the org chart or near the bottom or any of the places in between, what you do in your short career matters if you make it matter and then the second is that each of us can and will be replaced the organization will move on but whether you're a journeyman or a leader your legacy that you leave behind 
will tighten up that hole left in the water bucket and will be remembered and maybe even missed too. So George, once again, I want to thank you for your insight tonight. Looking forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you.